Hi, this is Jamie Crawford, Worldwide Evangelist with Breakthrough Ministries, pastor of Epicenter Church in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. Thanks for downloading our Wow God podcast. Make sure to subscribe to get our latest podcast. We appreciate your partnership. It helps keep our ministry going. We hope you enjoy our podcast. Like I said, I God's been just stirring so much in my spirit that it's just... It's been overwhelming to decide on what it is I need to preach on. And as I've been prepping for this and as I've been praying for this, the thing that just keeps on coming to my mind, like the vision that keeps on coming to my mind for this word today is is this. It's like a journey that we've been on together that we're taking this journey together as a church, as God's kingdom, we're taking this journey on uncharted land, on land that's been, that's been um, taken over by the enemy and that we're taking our territory back. And I feel like this journey that God has set us on has not been by accident, but by divine appointment that God has allowed us uh, together as one to be on this journey together. And I didn't give you this, Josh, but the title of this word is, It's Time. It is time. Now, there's two different things I want to speak on, on it being time. Um, this week, whenever um, I, I prayed all one night, like I, it was, I went to bed praying, and Holy Spirit woke me up about 4 o'clock in the morning. And I know Jill asked me on Thursday night, she was like, Alicia, I know daylight savings time isn't your favorite, but are you catching up with all of this? And I told her, I don't know. I don't think, I'm still trying to, but Holy Spirit woke me up at 4 o'clock in the morning. So technically, it was like 3 o'clock in the morning in my mind. And <laughs> he was like, he, he began to give me words, and one of the words that he said to speak on today is to press forward. To press forward. Now, what, what Holy Spirit was talking about is to press forward into the presence of God. Whenever you think you've had enough of the Lord, there's still more that God has to offer. And your whole experience with the Lord, there is so much more that the Lord has to offer. You haven't even reached the tip of the iceberg. You've just touched the tip of the iceberg. You don't know. And we don't realize as humans how much God has to offer us. And what the Holy Spirit was telling me, and I, I've got to say, what's really been on my heart this week and is... This is the United States as the nation. The United States has been so heavy on my heart this week. And what Holy Spirit was telling me as he was, as he was saying to press forward, what Holy Spirit said is, my people are coming back to me. Do not yield praying over your nation. I'm not done yet. My people are coming back. I have not abandoned you. Press forward. When you think you've had enough of my presence, press forward. I do have more to offer you. I'm not looking for perfection. I'm looking within. I'm looking at your heart. And that always brings me back to 1 Samuel 13. I think it might be 13, 6. Whenever uh, King uh, David is being anointed as king, Whenever he was being anointed as king, he had his older brothers there, right? Uh, who was it? Um, in Jesse's house. Um, I believe it was, 
Oh my goodness, I can't remember. Uh, Samuel, uh, the Lord spoke to Samuel in 1 Samuel 16, verse 7. But the Lord said to Samuel, Do not consider his appearance or his height. I have rejected him. The Lord does not look at the things people look at, but look at the out, uh, people look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Now, that, now, now, just as the nation and as the world could see the nation and see so many things that's happening as a body, God's been looking at the heart of the people. And there's been so many people that has been hidden in, on purpose in God's, uh, in God's way of hiding people. He's been looking at the heart of our nation. And God still sees that there is a heartbeat in this nation. And in this world, the, the, the Lord does not look at what us humans look at. Now, my grandma and I, we have, uh, my grandma Williams and I, we have, um, we call each other up once in a while, and we have these conversations that always just catching up and always lead back to talking about Jesus. And I got to say, my grandparents are so sly in the way that they bring Jesus into every single conversation. Like, I love their ministry work because they could be sitting in a doctor's office, and all of a sudden they're talking about Jesus. And it's so cool how that happens, and that's what happened on this phone call with my grandma. And she asked me a question that changed my perspective on a lot of things. It opened up a lot of memories in my mind. And I want to give you guys this question, okay? The question that my grandma asked me, and I promise you all this is going to fit together, but the question that my grandma asked me, she asked me, she's like, what influenced you to serve the Lord? What happened in your life that made you serve the Lord, that caused you to serve the Lord? Now, as a granddaughter, I could have either, either given her a vague answer or I could have given her the whole answer. And I began to open up and I was like, Grandma, this is, this is, what, this is what caused me to serve the Lord. It was the people that has been set around me. And I was going on and on about my testimony and things. But whenever, I, whenever she asked me that, what influenced you to serve the Lord? That really stirred in my spirit. And I was like, okay, God, Holy Spirit, show me what, exactly what's going on here that you want me to see through this question. And the word influence keeps on coming up. Okay, and, and a part of this journey, influence keeps on coming up. What we don't realize as leaders and what we don't realize sometimes, we forget, we, we, I, I've got to say, we got, um, as humans, we become very self-centered. Selfishly, we become very selfish and self-centered that we forget about the people that's around us. And God's here to shake things up. I mean, epicenter church, we're, we're, we're right above, center point above an earthquake. So that means a lot of shaking's happening. And God's shaking our perspective to, to take our eyes off of ourselves and look at the people around us. Because as I said, the, Lord has, the Lord's not done with this nation. Okay? If you look back in the Old Testament and read about all the things um, that the Lord did not see and he wasn't happy with in some of the towns, and you look at our nation and look at our world, a lot of that is replicated in what's going on right now. I won't go into detail in all of that because you guys already know it. I don't have to speak it all right now because there's so much that's going on. But we, in the midst of all of this as Christians and as leaders and as, as followers of Christ, we become so self-centered and we think 
again, we think in a way, I guess it's kind of odd saying it, but we think the world revolves around us sometimes. We think that. But whenever Jesus comes in, whenever Holy Spirit, we allow Holy Spirit to come in, sometimes God will shake us without us realizing that we're going to get shaken. And he shakes our perspective. And he changes our perspective to look back at him and stop looking in the mirror. And whenever our focus is back on Jesus and back on the Lord, we realize that there are so many broken people around us. There are so many people broken around us at our job. Whenever we're sitting there in traffic, there's people that are broken all around you. You don't realize the battles that people are facing. Even the person next to you, you might not realize the battles that they face on a daily basis. And now going back to the question that my grandma asked me, and go, uh, more specifically, the word that, that really stood out, influence. We don't realize that the people around us are influenced with what we do. We're influenced with what they say. So whenever our, sh our, our perspective is shaken and our, we're, we're spiritually awakened to realize that what we do, what we say, our actions are influencing, influencing those around us. And what I'm trying to get throughout all of this is that there's going to be a lot of broken people that come through this church. And God has raised up leaders within this church to influence those who are broken, to help uh, guide those people who need help guidance in their journey in life. God has called that within this church to become that influence to those who are broken. Now going back to it's time to press forward. It's time to look, to let the past stay in the past. We could go back and go look at the memories, but just leave it in the past because what God is going to do in this, in, the, in, the, in this next season in life is bigger than what we could think or imagine. I know I keep saying that. I feel like a broken record sometimes saying that, that God's ways are higher and far greater than our ways. But it's so true. It is so true. And I keep on falling back to uh, the book, or really Moses and Joshua. That story just keeps on replaying and replaying in my mind. And that's what's been going on this week in my mind is just Moses and Joshua. And as I was thinking about this story and reading into this story, I can't help but notice that Moses in that generation, their faith was great. But there came a point where, I guess, fear creeped in. There came a point where they became a little selfish, I would say, in their ways of thinking. Because they were so used to being enslaved in Egypt. Even though that they've seen all those miracles that God did through Moses, all those signs that God did through Moses, their perspective began to change because they were wandering in that wilderness for a long, long time.
and that arose the Joshua generation. See, the, that, that, those people who came out of Egypt couldn't cross over the Jordan to enter into the promised land because of their lack of faith and their lack of obedience more so, their lack of obedience towards the Lord. And the Joshua generation arose and was able to go through that. And God's calling the Joshua generation out right now. I know that Pastor Jamie likes to preach on crossing the Jordan. Those sermons are awesome, and I totally agree with everything he's saying. But God is calling forth the Joshua generation because he sees something different on the inside of us. He sees the obedience and the willingness that we have. We have the stories to look back on to encourage us through the trials and tribulations that we will go through through this journey, this journey that we're going on together. We have what we need. But God is calling us to press forward. To press forward. And the next one is to take back what the enemy stole from us. In other words, he's taking, we're, we're, our ten stakes are expanding. We're expanding into something big. See, the thief comes, John 10, 10, the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. And Jesus says, I have come that they may have life and life to the full. See, the enemy has stolen our perspective. We've allowed him to steal our perspective. We've allowed him to distract us with the distractions of this world. We've allowed him too much. And God's calling a Joshua generation, a fighting generation, to take back what has been lost and what has been stolen that the enemy has stolen. He has stolen too much. And I don't know about you, but I am tired of the enemy trying to just peck at and mess with the people in my life, the leaders of this nation, those around. I'm tired of the enemy trying to mess with us. I'm fed up with it. And I believe that this Joshua generation that's arising within us, we're going to fight with all that we have. Just as, jo- as the kid said in Joshua 1, 9, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be s- discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. And in the, uh, the disciples go on and tell us, and even in the Gospels it tells us that even, uh, even though that we have Jesus, doesn't mean that we're going to not have, it's not going to be all perfect rainbows. It's not going to be all of that. We are going to face trials and tribulations. We are going to face mountains. We are going to face valleys. We're going to face it all. But through the Holy Spirit, we're able to press forward through it all. We're able to press forward and know that God is in full control. And I love the book of Ephesians so much. The book of Ephesians talks about how God had already said, even before he set the world, the world together he he parted the sea or he uh he made the land he made the birds he made the animals he made man he made human he made it all within those seven days and he rested on that uh, i believe it was the last day he rested um 
But through it all, he had a plan and he has a purpose and that we have been chosen and we have not been sent here by accident, but by a divine appointment on purpose. God has chosen us on purpose and he's asking us to accept the call. Just as Jesus called each of the disciples, they had to accept the call and accept uh, the follow, um, continue to follow Jesus by faith. And that's where we're at, by faith following him. Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged, for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. In uh, Isaiah 43, 1 through 3, I'll be reading out of the New Living Translation. It says, But now, O Jacob, listen to the Lord you created, O Israel. The one who formed you says, Do not be... For do not be afraid, for I have ransomed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. When you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you, for I am the Lord, your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. Through this journey... We have to remind each other that we're not alone. Through this journey, we've got to remind and influence and uh, uh, be that leader and, and remind those who are broken and hurt that they're not alone. Even though it doesn't make sense to our mind, but we're not alone. Whenever you get a taste of the, of the presence of the Lord, we realize that that's just, it's kind of like, I keep I keep reminding of um, I can't rem I didn't uh, I can't remember where it's at but um, it's the salt I believe it's uh, one of the parables that Jesus talked about. Um, whenever you taste something salty, whenever you have that potato chip, that's something that you want more of. You want more. You find yourself eating the whole bag of chips before you know it. <laughs> And that's something about the presence of God. Once you get a taste of the presence of God, you want more. You gotta, you want more and more and more. That you get to the point where you don't care what you look like. You don't care what, what you sound like. You don't care because you know that you're in the midst of God's presence and you just need more. And God's calling us through this journey to press on, press deeper into my presence, press deeper into prayer. Just keep on pressing in because as you draw closer to God, he is going to lead you and guide you to the places that he has called you to. You're going to wake up and realize that, oh my goodness, where did I come from? He, what he is doing is he's calling us out into deeper waters. He is calling us out into deeper waters. And there's something that I realized this last summer. I am scared of the ocean. Okay. I went out to the ocean with my sister and one of our friends and we were out there and we got out there into the waters and stuff and like I'm walking in there and then all of a sudden it hits me and I'm like oh my gosh 
guys, I'm in fish territory. I am terrified of fish. I don't like touching fish. They just, for some reason, just fish and birds, they scare me. And that was all there at the ocean. And I'm out there and all of a sudden, in the midst of it all, I'm like, oh my gosh, there could be, I can't see like through the water. It's like, I don't know what's going on underneath me. There could be a crab under there. It could be biting my toe. There's jellyfish. There's sharks. Yes, we did see a shark and I found myself on the, on the seashore because I was not about to step back into that ocean after seeing that shark and just all the things. Now, what I realize, looking at a spiritual, what I realize is that I allowed all the fear to enter into my life. Whenever I could have been having fun out there in the ocean with my, with my friends. Now, in spiritually looking at it, it's scary to walk out in those deep waters. You don't know what's out there. You don't realize the, the, you, all the fear keeps on bubbling up inside of you. You're scared of what, what might happen next and what's around the corner. But God's saying, keep on coming out. I'm calling you. I'm calling you. And by faith, I need you to walk out into these waters and draw deeper and draw closer to me. Don't worry about it because I've got you. And that's what he's doing as he's calling this Joshua generation up, as he's calling us to fight and press forward, even though in the midst of these battles that we will be facing, in the fighting for those around us, fighting for salvation, fighting for healings, fighting for miracles, fighting for people, to further the kingdom of God. We got to keep on pressing forward. We got to keep on pressing forward because that's the only way that we're going to be able to get through some of these battles that we're going to be facing. And I just feel like this is just a word that's prepping us for what's to come. Because church, this, we keep saying it and we keep saying it and it's happening. It is happening. But big things are coming. Big things are coming to this church. This is just the beginning of the journey. And God is prepping us for what's about to take place. Though some of the words might feel like, again, a broken record that is we're being said over and over and over in different ways sometimes. God is prepping our hearts and he's prepping our souls. He is prepping our minds for what is to come. Because what's to come is just something big. Something that we've never seen before. Something that we've, we, at least it's, it's stuff that we don't expect to happen. If you missed out on Pastor Debbie's word on Thursday night, I, I really encourage you to go back and go listen to it. It's on our YouTube page, and I think we shared it on our Facebook as well. But she spoke on the spontaneous movement. A spontaneous movement. And the three, the three points that she gave us was we've got to have boldness, we've got to have faith, and there's evidence. And the evidence. And what stood out to me the most, and I talked a little bit about it on Thursday night whenever I was supposed to be closing out in prayer, um, the ex it's the experience of the evidence. Experiencing the evidence there's nothing like it. 
experiencing the miracles, experiencing the prayers, the evidence, the, the end result, God's answer, there's nothing like it. And that's what's worth, worth fighting for. The end result of what God's answer is, whatever it might be, whether it's something that we've been praying for or whether God answers it a whole other different way, that's worth fighting for. It's all going to be worth it in the end because we know what happens in the end. God gives us a glimpse of what's going to happen in the middle, but we know the outcome of what's going to happen at the end of the story. But God is calling us to press on. To keep pressing into his presence. In your alone time with God, the time that you set aside to allow God to speak to you, to allow God to minister to your heart, just to rest in his presence, keep on pressing in. That's really the point of this message today is just to keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on. Keep on pressing on in your prayer. Keep pressing on in this journey that you want. Because by faith, God is going to take you through your obedience by faith to the Lord. He's going to take you to the next level of the mountain. He is going to take you to the next level of the journey that you are on. Don't worry about the people around you. God will connect you with the right people. Don't worry about the finances because God, if God says it's going to happen, he's gonna, it's going to happen. Don't worry about what, don't worry about it. What's worry going to do to you? It's just going to bring you down. And it's, it's like an anchor. Worry is like an anchor. It's going to anchor, anchor you in. And you're going to just stay stagnant. And what you got to do with that worry, you got to shake that worry off. You got to shake that fear off. Other words, again, you're going to stay stagnant right where you are. That's what happened to Moses' people, his uh, warriors out there. They became stagnant. They became anchored in with fear and worry. And after they heard what the Lord had spoken through Moses, that they weren't going to be able to cross the Jordan, that's whenever they were ready to act in obedience. So I guess the question is, are you going to stay anchored in in fear? Or are you going to press forward and be that fighting generation that arises within? God's, God's got something big. He's got something big. And I know, again, that's just something that we keep on saying and saying, but that's what I feel so strong in my spirit, that something big is in the midst. This is just the beginning, church. This is just the beginning of what God has for us. It's a journey, and it's going to be a fun journey. It depends on what perspective you see it as. It's going to be a fun journey. And i got to say one of the things that... I remember Pastor Steve speaking over my life whenever I would be around him. The thing that I always would hear him say is count it all joy. Count it all. Every time I remember, I remember him, I remember him saying count it all joy. And for the longest time, I'm like, okay, I'll count it all joy. You know, just, you know, like, okay, 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 I got it. I'll count it all joy. And it wasn't until a couple years or like really not too long ago where it's like, oh, it changes your perspective of, even though I'm in this valley, I can still rejoice in this valley. Am I going to allow the enemy into my heart and into my mind to keep me anchored down? Or am I going to override the enemy through my joy, through the prayer, 
through, through, through the praises that's on my lips. And that's something I love so much about David's, David's story in the Bible is that even though he was out there, it's really cool. I was thinking about this this week and, um, it's so cool because he didn't have a worship band with him. He didn't have iTunes. He didn't have Spotify or any of that stuff. He didn't have no radio out there to be singing along with Elevation Church or one of those churches, one of those worship bands. He sang what was on his heart. He didn't care what was around him if he was even singing to the sheep. He didn't care because what was on his heart was praise. And we got to get to that point where we don't have to have that worship music playing to have that praise. What kind of praise are you praising? What, what are you praising right now? And I, I, again, I just love so much that just like really spoke to me this week. It doesn't matter. I don't have to have music playing all the time. I don't have to have worship music playing, playing all the time in order for me to praise the Lord. In order for me to worship the Lord, I could be sitting there in silence with my hands raised and my eyes closed and I don't have to have no, nothing on. It's the position of the heart. And that all falls back to what I said in 1 Samuel 16, 7. What, what the Lord had spoke, it's what the heart is. Is your heart in position and ready to worship? God looks at your heart. He, don't, he doesn't care the color of your skin. He doesn't care the color of your hair. If your hair is long, short, or you don't have any. He doesn't care what, he doesn't care. What he cares about is your heart and your heart's position. Press forward. Keep on pressing forward into the presence of the Lord. Keep pressing on into this fight that we'll be facing. That's what we're doing right now. It's like we're in training right now and prepping that we, we, we have a lot of training that's been going on. So whenever the fight comes, we're prepared. We know how to pray those people through those battles because either we've experienced it before and we know the, the, the ways that the enemy will try to come against them. And I've got to say, if the Lord wakes, this is something that the Lord has been working on me with again. And I just feel like I need to say it. But if the Lord wakes you up in the middle of the night, don't go back to sleep. Because you will have a miserable day the next day. Because the reason why the Lord woke you up is that there, he's going to press someone on your heart. He's going to press it so heavy on your heart. You might have to walk out of bed and walk around the house and begin to speak in tongues, begin to pray over this individual. Stay obedient and listen to the voice of the Lord. And that's, that's something I, I just feel on my heart to pray, say. Just listen to the voice of the Lord. He will lead you and he will guide you to speak and say the things that he needs you to say. He will open your mouth whenever it needs to be open and he will shut your mouth whenever it needs to be shut. Just stay alert and stay obedient to his voice. He has called us. He has called us for such a time as this. And truthfully, I personally just feel so honored that God has chosen me for such a time as this. 
Like there's moments, I'm just going to be very transparent with you guys where I don't, I, I wonder, and I sometimes I ask God, I'm like, why did you choose me? I, I, sometimes I don't feel worthy enough to be allowed here on the stage or allowed in the places I go to, to speak his word, to encourage someone, to smile at someone, to say that God's got this. It is such an honor and a humbling experience to know that God has chosen us for such a time as this, that he has called us together for such a time as this to fight for his kingdom, for his glory. Because God's not done. He's not done. He, and if you look at it's, <laughs> I was debating whether or not to say this, but I, if you really look at it, Specifically this nation, if you look at what we see on our phones, what we see on the news, what we hear on the radio, what we hear in music, what we hear posted on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all the things. The enemy has been trying his hardest his, all of his schemes, all of his plans, he has tried. He's pulled out all the cards. He pulled everything out to distract, to, John 10, 10, to kill, steal, and destroy. He has been trying to kill, steal, and destroy. And unfortunately, there have been people who have fallen into that trap and who have been so trapped in the bondage of the enemy that they're, they're, they're almost like puppets going around. Even in the younger generations, the enemy has such a thumb hold on them. They, it's so pressed on them. They're so bondage up that the enemy is using them, even the young generations, as puppets. And whenever the Lord shakes your perspective and your eyes are focused on him and you look around and you see so much darkness and you see so much evil, I pray that something arises in you to, to, to fight for this generation, for, for the people around us who are so bondage up. But he has come, the enemy has come to kill, steal, and destroy. Thanks for listening. We hope you will stay connected by subscribing to our podcast and becoming a partner to our ministry. Go to BreakthroughEvangelism.com for our evangelism ministries and EpicenterChurchOK.com to connect with our church. Be sure to follow us on all our social media platforms. We want you to be blessed.